Hi everyone, uh, I'm Roy Norris, uh, talking to you from Madrid, where it's uh, five o'clock in the afternoon. And um, I'm here to tell you that on Monday, I'm gonna be doing a, a talk as part of the Global Teachers Festival. Very happy to be doing so. Um, I'll be looking at the selection of vocabulary for, well, how I go, how I go about choosing the vocabulary that I include in, in my course books. And most recently, the fourth edition of uh, Ready for B2 First. What criteria um, do I use? And, and, and why, why we teach what we teach at B2? Um, I'll be examining um, I'll be examining uh, the, the criteria and I'll, I'll be challenging certain perceptions about um, the, what, what is considered to be B2 vocabulary. Who decides if this is B2 or that's B2 or that's C1 or, or whatever? What criteria do we use? Well, obviously, frequency is a very uh, important criteria, but it's not the only one. And I'll be looking at all the different criteria that, that I use and that we can all use when, when deciding what to teach in the classroom. Um, one of the criteria is uh, one of the criteria is is range. Uh, for example, if if I'm teaching the words uh, which go with weather vocabulary, so nouns like uh, clouds or, or rain, wind, snow, that kind of thing, and I'm looking at the uh, the adjective collocates that go with those nouns. Uh, what I want is, is to include a range of collocates. So if I take, for example, cloud, I know that two, two of the most frequent um, adjective collocates for cloud are, are thick and dense. But thick and dense have the same meaning. So, and there are lots of other adjectives to look at. I don't want to overload my students, but I've got so many to choose from. For example, um, dark, rain clouds, uh, storm clouds, thunder clouds, threatening clouds, scudding clouds, fluffy clouds. There are so many that I don't want to overload my students. So I, I, I'm going to decide perhaps to choose thick or dense because they have a similar meaning. I'd like a range. I don't want to overload my students. So I'll just choose one of those. However, uh, and this is the thought I want to leave you with uh, today, there is a good case, a very, very good case, for, for, of course, for teaching both of those words. Um, because, of course, we want to encourage students to be able to say things in different ways. We want to encourage this subskill of paraphrasing, saying the same thing but in different ways. Because paraphrasing uh, is such an important uh, skill at B2 first and above and, and, and below as well. Um, why? Well, it, it, Apart from being a very good linguistic skill to be able to express yourself in different ways, ways, it's very much part of the exam, the B2 first exam. If you think about the the speaking, uh, for example, the the Cambridge Handbook actually encourages students to paraphrase a word if they can't think of can't think of the actual word they want to say. So paraphrase it and say it in, in their own words. In writing, uh, we all know we want to uh, help our students to avoid repeating themselves in a piece of writing. We want variety of vocabulary, whether it's single words or, or phrases. Single words, for example, like important. There's a, a typical word that often comes up. If something is important, we don't want to see the word important five times. We might want to see words like indispensable or essential or crucial or vital, any of these other alternatives. And it works on a phrase level as well. 
um, with uh, receptive skills, listening and reading, the multiple matching tasks in both of those uh, papers often, not always, but often paraphrase what's in the listening script or in the reading text. That the prompts, the eight prompts in the part three multiple matching listening, uh, and also the 10 prompts which are in the part seven uh, of the reading and use of English paper. So paraphrasing is an, is an element in those two papers. And also, of course, in the use of English, where um, paraphrasing is tested, it's, it's transformations, isn't it? Transformations are all about paraphrasing, saying the same thing in different ways. So there's a need for, for, for variety. So, so sometimes I might decide, well, I, I don't want to teach both thick and dense, but other times I might decide, well, actually, you know, I do want to, to teach a variety of ways of, of saying the same thing. Couple of uh, tips, couple of ideas you can use in your classroom. Firstly, for the listening multiple matching that I've already mentioned, part three. And in fact, this is not my idea. This comes again from the Cambridge Handbook that uh, students can be encouraged to practice saying th uh, things in, in, in different ways. And you can, before they do a part three listening, um, get them to look at the eight different prompts and in pairs or in groups think of different ways they could they could express those each of those prompts maybe a, a two different ways of of saying what what uh, saying the same thing in different ways um, anticipating almost what might come up in the listening obviously they haven't got time to do that in the exam but you can do it in the classroom and it's very good uh, practice and, and looking in at this sub skill of paraphrasing another another thing you can do is is when you're dealing with, with reading text or any kind of text in the classroom from your book or from wherever else, is to, when you find, or you as the teacher, find some, some decent piece of, of vocabulary, uh, whether it's a word or a phrase, and, and see if you ask your students to say it in a different way. Uh, for example, um, here's one, a popular tourist destination popular tourist destination. Well, that's quite a nice piece of language. Let's pull that out. Okay, students, what's uh, another way of saying this? And you can draw out from them things like, well, it's a place where many people go. It's popular. It's many people go. Where many people go on holiday, to go on holiday, or where many people spend their holiday. And you're introducing, or they're, they're using other language, which is also relevant for the topic of holiday, spending holiday, going on holiday, popular tourist destination. You're getting a lot of language coming out there. It may seem fairly simple, but going on holiday, spending holiday, that's useful language for the exam as well. And then you get them to record the vocabulary like that. I mean, I've, I've got here, I've, I've done an example in my, this is actually my German uh, vocabulary book. I used to be a German teacher and a French teacher as well, and I'm reading a lot of German at the moment, so I'm recording all my vocabulary in here. Um, but I've written in this book, I've actually uh, written uh, an example there of how you might get them to record their vocabulary. So this here is are the phrases, there's what you might be able to see, the popular tourist destination is there, or popular holiday destination. And then over on the other side, a variety of places visited by many tourists or where people, many people spend their holiday and so on. So your, their vocabulary notebook could, trying to peek around the corner there, uh, could look like this, not just a one word, one word columns like that, but going across your vocabulary notebook page and then 
you can get them to, or for them to revise, they can cover up the original expressions, they've got the paraphrase, can they remember what the original expression was? Yeah? Um, just to prove to you, this is my German uh, vocabulary book. Yeah, this is, well, I'm not going to ask you to read it, but that, that, that's German there. And uh, you can see how I go across the page. You know, I'm not just inventing. This is something I do, and I do exactly what I've just been advocating there. Um, kind of the, 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 the expression that came up in the book and, and a, a paraphrase here that I've been able to come up with um, without the help of a teacher because I spot a phrase and I think, oh, I know, I know another way of saying that, and maybe I'll check it in a dictionary and put it there as well. And then finally, uh, as a way of uh, testing that vocabulary or revising, recite, revising that vocabulary in later lessons, you can use your paraphrases, the paraphrases you've come up, they've come up with, to create transformations and uh, test them that way, or, or just revise the vocabulary that way. Okay, that's uh, paraphrasing. It'll be more about vocabulary selection, though, and the criteria that I use. Um, and that we can all use when selecting vocabulary. In the talk, I think there's going to be, I'm pointing down here, I'm hoping somebody's putting up some links. <coughs> Excuse me, there's a, should be a link to my talk, and I think another link to the Global Teachers Festival. So if you haven't looked at it already, do have a look and see what it's all about and, and decide which uh, sessions you want to watch. But you're very welcome to come along to mine on Monday. Okay, well. That's it. Thanks very much for listening and uh, hope to see you Monday. Bye-bye.